This week on the Homeboys Podcast, we are talking about the varying ages of real estate investors. We're going to talk about if you're just getting started, you're young and you have no money, or even if you're old and no money, how do you get started? We're going to share about what we think you should do if you've got a little bit of savings, you're kind of middle aged, and you finally are, are deciding real estate may be the right investment for you. And then last, we're going to cover what you should do if you've just got piles and piles and piles of money. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the homeboys. You're kicking it with the homeboys. This is the Homeboys Podcast. My name is Clint Weatherall. We've got a very exciting topic today. We are talking about your age and real estate investing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover what you should do when you're uh, you have no money. You're just starting out. Maybe you're young out of college or or just young in general and wanting to get into real estate. We're gonna cover what you should do. We're gonna. Talk a little bit about once you reach that uh, beautiful middle age, maybe after your 20s, and you've got a little bit of savings, whether it's 401k or just money you've been able to save up, uh, what you should do to get into real estate investing at that point, if that's when you're wanting to get into it. And then we're going to talk about once you're a little bit older and you've got just millions and millions of dollars. Just sitting on piles of cash. Piles of cash. Just making it rain inside your own house. Believe it or not, that's actually a problem for uh, some folks. They've saved up their whole lives. They've got a lot of money and they don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And they get uh, interested in putting in real estate, but they don't know where to go. So we're going to cover that part uh, as well. So three three good topics. His name is Scott Adams. I didn't give him the proper intro. Oh, sorry. He is my buddy. How are you doing, man? I've missed you. Yeah, I've been all over the uh, United States. I did four states in one day by car um, on on a trip, not traveling from one place to another, like literally sightseeing. So you got out west with your dad. Yep. It's a pretty cool trip. Road trains all over the Rocky awesome. Mountains. and It was neat. It was neat. I, I'm glad to be back. It's funny because this week in Indiana, those folks who are out there probably don't under, know this about Indiana, but the next week and a half is insane in Indiana. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, all my family comes into town, and everybody's family comes into Indian, into Indianapolis. Why don't you tell them why? It's the five hundred, man. The Indy five hundred. I bet there's a, people that don't even know what that is. No, it's a you know the biggest spectacle in racing. You know the Indianapolis Motor Speedwire. It's a giant piece of uh, real estate that uh, was a two and a half mile track. Yep. With uh, it's got uh, four golf holes in the middle of it. It's uh, it's it's crazy. I just was just there um, last week. Um, our uniform company actually reached out and said, "Hey, we got a suite." So I wondered who took you. Um, yeah, it was where uh, was I? I think Somewhere. that was when you were sick. Oh yeah. But uh, went out there, got to meet Mario Andretti, the great Mario Andretti. Yeah. Got his uh, got his autograph, autograph. Really, really cool to see how humble and nice yeah. he was. Really nice. Didn't he speak when we P, or one of our banks took us PNC? Wouldn't didn't he speak then? There was somebody we we left I think before a lot of those okay. speakers. Anyway. But uh, it was Chip Ganassi, the oh, big the big the big team owner. Yeah. But no, the Indianapolis Five Hundred. It's a huge ordeal. Um, it's really cool to see, but. You know, I've been to the actual race a few times. I don't have to go back. I mean, it's supposed to be 90 degrees, and man, when you're sitting out there on those those metal grandstands, man, it's yeah. uh, it's it's hot. You know, and it's I don't know. It's a lot of beep, 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 
you know i've never been later you know i've never been i can't i'm not allowed to go my grandmother's birthday is we always celebrate it on the 500 weekend and she's 90 she turns 96 mm -hmm. this weekend and so our family gets together to celebrate her 96 years so i've never been able to well go. I, first of all i'm very you know i know your grandmother and yeah. very you know happy to celebrate her birthday with you but when you said you weren't allowed to go I was hoping that there was going to be some story back in the '90s of like oh. a shirtless Scott Adams yeah. like sloshing around in mud and. The last time you know. I went for the pre-party stuff, the nights before, my mommy picked me up at 3 a.m. because I was tired of all of my friends fighting other people. And I remember you telling me about I that? I was. It's been I, a while since you told me that story. I'm pretty but. sure I was like 38 or 39. Not. A dumb, young and dumb. I was too, way too old to be out there. I called my mom at like age come 38. Come get me, mommy. 3 a.m. I was like, Mom, I'm sorry, but you got to get out of bed and come get me. I'm done. And that's, I've never been back. It's it's. I like going whenever it's like you're 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 there, part of like a hospitality thing before yeah. the race because it's not as not as crazy. Like I went there, had a great meal. You know, like I said, got to meet Mario Andretti. That was pretty cool. And yeah, we got to walk through the garage area. Um, but yeah, that's something unique about our our city. It's good to have you back. You know, yep. I missed you since you've been on vacation. We've been filming a few things today, and I'm like, man, we got the. Got the band back together, yeah, man. Like we're back in the zone. Let's rock this thing. All so, right. Well, let's dive um, into it then. Let's do that. So, yeah, we're talking about the um, your investment age, the age that you're get, you're getting into real estate, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about age. Um, but you know, for this, we're kind of assuming that you know people are are getting started or um, you know different levels of their life. So we're talking kind of the, like the young, the middle-aged, and uh, you know yeah. some older folks. And we're tying that to money, which doesn't always necessarily tie in. So the first, the first one is if you're either young or you just don't have any money. You don't have to be young to not have any money, obviously, and to want to get into it. So if you're in your 30s or 40s and you're tired of your career and, and those 9-to-5 stuff and you want to get into real estate, this, this first – kind of explanation would apply to you too. Mm -hmm. So for sure. Yeah. But you know, we were both um, young, you know, fresh out of college with no money. Yep. So, you know, why don't we start there? Because I think that uh, we can really talk about uh, you know, most all of these stages. And I know I, I don't want to think that we're, we're old. Um, maybe some of our viewers do think that we're old. Oh, we're but, old. Uh, <laughs> we are, aren't we? Yeah. How the hell did that happen? Yeah. But, uh, but I feel like that we can kind of relate to each of these. And, um, you know, we always preach about saving money and having, you know, equity and properties and, you know, being conservative. But at the end of the day, we started broke. Broke. You know, couldn't rub two nickels together. Yep. I didn't have anything. Um, so let's, uh, let's dive in, man. Let's, uh, well, let's talk about it. What I always say, as you know, is just do it. So there isn't one perfect plan for everyone to get started in real estate. However, they all start the same way, which is to just dive into it. You could, I'm just going to throw out a few examples of what you can do. You can go get your real estate license, take that class. It doesn't cost very much. Do it in the evenings after your normal day job and invest in yourself by learning uh, just the normal real estate principles that you'll learn in that course. But most importantly, you'll get a license. You'll be able to then go to a real estate brokerage, and you'll be able to start soaking in info from the people around you. That's that's one way that you can do it. Another way is you can you can literally watch shows like ours and other shows like that. Um, you can. 
Um, there's this book, The Millionaire Next Door, that really talks about ways to save by working really hard. You, you know, if you're if you're young and in your in your twenties and wanting to start out, you're going to have lots of energy, a lot more energy than us old folks have. So you could even get a an evening job and just start saving that way. There's a lot of different paths. You can watch shows like ours. You could even get into wholesaling. Um, you know, we we really crap on wholesaling a lot on this show, but there are some people who do it the right way. We don't just think wholesaling at its core is awful. We think that the way it's done by 99% of the people out there is unethical and wrong. But that 1% or however small percent it is that does it right by being honest about it and that there's a place for that. So you could go in through wholesaling. Um, there's this popular thing called rental arbitrage. We're not big believers in it, but what I do believe in is trying anything that you think might work. I don't mind people doing things that I disagree oh, we with. We love hard work, man. Hard you work. Know, dive in. You know, it's yeah. a work ethic. Hard work. Use huge. hard money. Mm-hmm. You could even – that's the time to be risky. If you're willing to back it up with hard work and you want to borrow hard money, it's available to you. I know you're broke and you don't believe that, but if you find a property that is – has value in it and you could fix it up and flip it, you could find hard money for it. I don't care how broke you are. There's hard money out there for you. My approach was sweat equity. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, I, I'm handy enough to be dangerous. So as I know this isn't sexy enough, you know, sexy for a lot of, uh, a lot of people, I feel like trade work is not very sexy for some of the, uh, the younger generation, but for me, I, I had a day job at a college as a sales rep, and, you know, I'd put my painting jeans on at night, and I'd end up in houses painting and doing some minor repairs. Um, I loved it. Yeah. I've said many times on this show that I'd love to be back doing it because I had, like, some sense of peace with being in a property and put on some uh, some rock and roll music and kind of get, sure, get lost in my thoughts. And it was very therapeutic for me. So, um, like you said, it's, it's about just doing it. There is no one way to do it. It's, you have to, you have to move forward. My path was, um, fix and flip with the work being done, you know, by me. And I started representing other people because I you got went my, and got your license. I got my license and, was representing other people doing the same thing. It was kind of a one-man GC realtor. Um, you know, there's lots, there's lots of ways uh, to do it. Um, I needed to get to get started, so producing income was important to me. Right. So I think that that's a little bit different um, than some of the other stages that we're going to be talking about. You know, I quit my day job, so I had to have money. You know, the true wealth in real estate has been found by you and by myself through holding, you know, of real estate. But, um, you know, you can't start that way if you don't have any money. Correct. Well, you could find a way, but you're, you're over leveraging. It's not, well, a good way I mean, if I, if I had kept my day job and said that I was going to keep my yeah. day job and just do this on the side, which we believe most of our listeners are going to do, they're going to have a day job, right? They're going to do this on the side. And you know what? One day, maybe it takes over and you don't have your day job, you know, you know, anymore, but you know, for me, I had to do the flick some flip route in the beginning to to build up a little bit of a, of a nest egg, um, and then by accident, I got into holding of real estate because the market shifted and we couldn't sell our houses anymore. We had to hold them, and it took me ten years to realize what a blessing 
you know, the Great Recession was. Right. You know, had all, I had all these houses that I bought for nothing. You know, I wish I'd bought 10 times more. Um, but, you know, um, got all these houses for next to nothing. Um, and then I've cashed a lot of them out along the way, and I didn't know a nickel on them because I held them for 10 years and was aggressive at paying off debt. And, you know, it, it uh, was very, very fruitful. So um, I agree with you. You say it on the show all the time. You know, just do it. There's no one way, right. you know, to doing it, but you, you've got to dive in. And, you know, having someone that you can look up to, um, you know, in real estate, I had several people that I looked up to that kind of got me going, yeah. I think is, is key. I know you did too. Yeah, so my story, I'll go through it real fast. I mean, it's it's the, my least favorite subject to talk about, but um, I got my real estate license in during college. I took night classes to get my real estate license because I was very interested in it. And then I was lucky enough to be introduced to really the core group of big time investors in Indianapolis through family. And keep in mind, I grew up poor. I, you know, I, I wasn't one of them. I had no money, and I was blessed to be able to be introduced to all these guys. And then the one guy who was doing it the worst way, the wrongest, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. took me under his wing. And so I got to see how not to do it. And I started doing it the wrong way. And by the wrong way, I mean, I was buying ghetto houses for no money that they don't work for anyone. You can't buy garbage properties and fix them up and expect people to pay rents in those areas because they don't. It's just a constant tenant turn and it doesn't work. And I'm not going to get into that, but I built up a portfolio of a hundred of the worst, a hundred, not houses, a hundred problems. And, uh, I got out of that. Luckily, Learned a lot from doing that and then um, started doing it the right way. So I was always a believer in long-term holding of real estate. I just didn't understand the core principle that you needed to own good properties in good areas and take good care of them. I was chasing higher returns, you know. I could buy a house for ten grand and put ten grand in it and make $900 a month. Why wouldn't I? Well, because the tenant doesn't actually pay right. and you constantly turn. So I chased that. It was a way to get in. I borrowed pretty heavily when I was young. Um, I had lines of credit. Luckily, money was looser back then. But like we said at the beginning, hard money is available for folks. So they could even go at our, you know, the route we did and try to be long-term holders from the start. Um, it's hard to do. You're going to take on a lot of risk. But if you're willing to put in the work and the effort, maybe that's a way you do it. You start to build your uh, – portfolio of holdings that you use hard money to buy and then refi them out. Hopefully if you're doing that, you probably need to have a day job too. Um, so that's kind of my story, but the, at the, at the core of what we're saying, if you're just wanting to get into this, you just got to dive in and try, you got to take a real estate class, watch shows like ours, reach out to people, um, start researching how sheriff sales work. Um, I did that. And we talk about that. I did that in college. I'd be bored and uh, I went to the courthouse and started asking questions and went to tax sales and just watched how that stuff happened. I'm a very curious guy, so I like to dive in and just look at how things work. So I just dove in and started looking at things and, and learned things. And then you meet people when you go to these things, go to sheriff sales, go to tax sales. Um, just dive in. That's what we would say. I know it'll be scary and overwhelming. You'll be drinking from the fire hose of knowledge and it'll be a lot coming at you, but it's a great way to start. I think kind of to summarize that, I think um, saying don't lose sight of your long-term real estate goals by chasing quick money. True. Um, That's a good one. You know, 
I wish I had someone beating that up beside my head whenever I first, you know, first it's a great started. pro tip. You know, that is a great pro tip. You've got to you got to have a long term strategy to being a real estate investor. Uh, I shouldn't say you got to. I mean, there's other things you get into. Like I said, you know, we're we're kind of down on uh, the wholesaling world in general right now. My phone goes off literally 20 times a day because the amount of properties that I, that, you know, that I own and people asking me, you know, I might be interested in a cash offer and it's, it just drives me nuts. I can't answer my phone. If I don't have the number programmed in, I can't, I can't answer it because that's, that, that's all it is. But I you know, lost it yesterday on a well, phone call, by the way. With that. Oh, you know me, I like to screw with them big time. I, I, I said, this is literally the 300th phone call about this property. And I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. It's just like, they just, Pick a random property, and suddenly my phone rings for six months. Right, it's insane. But, but you know, I know that there's a few people that do it. That do it uh, kind of the right way. That they buy them at discount, and then they they sell them. Which sure. you know, I got no. I got or they no, represent to the seller. No they issue, say, you know, with that the, to but, the owner, they, mm-hmm. they'll say, I, you know, I'm a wholesaler. I got a ton of investors. Instead of taking it to a realtor, let me shop it to my people. Right. As long as you're honest with that, got no problem with it. But uh, but you know, I, I I really really preach. You know, having a long-term plan. What's that long-term plan look like? I don't know. Well, you're a long-term houses, holder, 20, though. 25, you know. Uh, then to get into some other stuff we can talk about. You but know, here but a let bit. me pause you. Your your long-term plan does have one thing that is true to it, which is you're a long-term holder of real estate. Now, what does that Always. look like? How many? That's that's. There's a lot of unknowns. Teach their own. But there is one part that is known mm-hmm. about what you suggest everyone's long-term plan should be, which is to be a holder of real estate, valuable assets. Yeah, we, we call out people on our weekly show more on real estate. We just got done filming one and, you know, we, we just highlighted uh, a friend of mine that I happened to play golf with um, a couple of days ago that owned one house. And, you know, we talked about, you know, how uh, amazing his, his, you know, story is off of the one house that, that, that he owns. It's going to put both of his kids through college and, or him some, you know, home repairs, tax advantages, all the, all of the things. So everyone's picture, you know, looks uh, looks a lot different. But in yeah, well, uh, that's a good point. You, if you can start with the idea of having one house, you you'll be shocked, especially if you're young and you're doing this. Once that house is paid off and it's appreciating over time, you can use that house as as a piggy bank. We don't suggest using your personal house ever as a piggy bank. We don't suggest over leveraging everything you have. But we don't. If you have yeah. even one house that's paid off, if you need to do home repairs to your own personal house, you can use that property as a piggy bank. It's got a tenant in it. You know, you're making money every month. It's okay to leverage that. If you want that house to pay for your kid's college, great. You can use that house to do that. It's amazing what a tool just one house can be. And then multiply that by hundreds of homes like we have and and apartment complexes. And, and if you just start with that one house, before you know it, you could grow to the, you know, the size of portfolios that we have and just be conservative with paying them down though. We just really believe in long-term holding of real estate and paying them down. So Agreed. let's, let's do the next up one, which is, uh, someone maybe, uh, middle-aged, which believe it or not is younger than us. I think oh, middle-aged on, starts man. a little younger than us now. Really? Uh-huh. And I'm too cool and hip to be considered like middle age or well. Let's call this. Let's call this. If you're in your 30s, you've got a good job. Um, you're you're making income. This is a lot of people that reach out to us. You know, they've got a good job, but they want real estate on the side too, and they've got a little bit of savings. We hear from a lot of folks in that position. Mm-hmm. So let's let's speak to them. Whether you're in your 30s to your 50s or even in your 20s, 
um, and you've got a little bit of savings and you want to own real estate, but you have no idea where to start. It's easy to buy stocks. You call up your financial advisor and you say, I want to invest, you know, and they handle it all for you. What would someone do who has 20 to 100,000 or more and they're in their late 20s to early 50s and they want to have their first property? I want you to roll with this, man. You're, yeah. uh, you know, I think that you've uh, kind of worked within this uh, demographic a little bit more within our office than, yeah. than I do or this particular you know, set uh, this particular strategy. So well, I'm going to get out of, I'm going to get out of the way here. Well, there, there's a very easy way for these folks to con continue to do their job and to learn from the best of the best, which is to buy turnkey. Whether it's a group like us, we offer that here in Indianapolis. There's groups in every city that are amazing. And if people have want to know questions on what groups we, we know in different cities, they can reach out to us and we're happy to share um, the folks who we believe in in different cities. Um, but turnkey, and just for those who don't know what turnkey it is, it's a property with a pretty bow around it that has a warranty that's been inspected, that's freshly rehabbed, and it's rented and ready to go for you. So you hit the ground running. And these groups are really good at helping you um, obtain your financing. They know where to send you to get you know the cheapest bank financing. And it, all you need is a down payment. You know, the average house, I would say, is between one hundred and fifty and 400000 You know, we believe in kind of that lower edge of those numbers when you're looking for good properties. Um, so all you would need is twenty to 50000 depending um, on what price point you – and you can just pick up a house from one of the best groups, professionals who do this all day, every day, anywhere in the nation. And you got to do it in a cash-flowing state, and, and it – all you got to do is dive in, start meeting these groups, seeing who you mesh with, looking at the properties that they offer, and they'll manage it for you, and you will learn so much. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you'll be getting a good property at good value that's already up and running. It's a great way to hit the ground running and to take very little work, but to also be able to learn along the way. Turnkey is a great, is a great route. I think, you know, looking at, at this, at this uh, demographic, this is kind of where you're really getting your feet underneath of you, and then you start to build your portfolio. Yeah. You know, you 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 you're graduating from having a few houses, call it up to up to five, but then really establishing yourself. Turkey's not the only way we believe in it. For sure. Um, you know, we see it. Uh, you know, we know other markets that are great, um, but you know, there's some people that decide to do it themselves, like I used to do in the beginning. You know, fix. Yeah fix it up themselves and, you know, add to their portfolio. There's, there's ways of doing it, but the turnkey is a great route. There's markets that we believe in. We'd be happy to, uh, to help, uh, you know, direct people. You can easily do this on your own. So you can go get a realtor. Uh, they'll help you find a house that's, you know, for good value. They'll help you understand the co comparable sales so that they, you know, you're getting value. And then you can find a good property manager that will help you understand what the rental income will be, what to plan on for deferred maintenance. So you can have, you can build your own team mm -hmm. and do it on your own. The reason I really always suggest turnkey is just because it's all done for you. Uh, the people who rehab that home, um, stand behind it and already have that property management in place, they have a lot on the line to make sure that your property returns, mm -hmm. performs the way that, that they hope that it would, and um, they can help you repeat that. But it is not the only way. You, There's a lot of other ways you can do this. It's just the easiest way. That's really... One caveat, you know, pro tip, 
be very careful of which turnkey company you go with. Yeah. You know, one of the easiest things you could do is ask, how long have you been in business? Um, you don't see the people that have been in the business doing, you know, providing turnkey homes for 10 years uh, that, that have been doing it the wrong way. If you've been doing it 10 years, you know, they know what they're doing. It's safe to get in there. You know what I mean? If it's somebody that says, oh, you're actually my third turnkey house, I'd be cautious. You got to really have someone that has a built up reputation that that can stand by it. You got somebody that just got into it. They probably don't have the money to even warranty your house. So be very, very cautious. Do your homework on the turnkey provider that you reach out to. That brings me to our last, you know, strategy or last age range, I should yeah. say. And for our example here, we're going to talk about older people that are just sitting on piles of cash, not knowing what yeah. to do with it. You just mentioned you it, it. Mm-hmm. 1031 exchanges. Believe it or not, a large percentage of our clients are folks who have have saved all of their lives, and they're our age or even older, and they're to the point where they don't want their, their money in the stock market, mm-hmm. or they sold their one rental house and they got a giant income of cash coming in from it. And they don't know what to how to get into more real estate. They want to own real estate, mm-hmm. but they don't know how. They've worked their whole lives. They've saved. They've been smart. And they're just now realizing, you know what? I need some cash-flowing assets for my retirement. Right. Otherwise, I'm just going to have be pulling money out of my market all of the time. I need actual assets that cash flow. I turn back to turnkey. It's a system that's built for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a system that works and and especially if they're going to be buying multiple houses, you're able to work all over the country, spread out, spread out your risk, work with a handful of select groups that you believe in, that you've, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can test them out with one property here and there. But I go back to turnkey for that person as the number one way to do it. I think so, because a lot of times, you know, in, that, in this demographic, you don't, you're not seeing people that are wanting to get into rehab situations, you know, a lot of times. Um, however, you know, one thing that Scotty and I have gotten into much more, um, you know, later into our careers is development. So um, I say that with extreme caution because development carries mountains of, oh, crap, I'm bankrupt risk. Um, so, you know, be, be exceptionally, so you know, be exceptionally cautious. I mean, there's people that – have been in real estate and done it successfully for many years and then got, you know, got in over their head on development, um, you know, and, and, and lost, uh, you know, most, if not all of what they had, but, you know, that could, um, you know, for us, you know, we, we completed, uh, you know, a mixed use commercial apartment uh, building not too long ago. We, we have a uh, hundred and tell me if I'm saying these wrong, 135 townhomes, Going up in northern. I always get it Indiana. wrong. I think it's 134 is the final. 134. Um, we've got 50 doors that we're building with some partners that are good friends of ours down in uh, in southern Indiana. Uh, shout out to to Rob and Jason down there. So we're happy to be partnering on that deal. We're just getting that, uh, you know, put put together. And that, that that's a good. Uh, it's another good pro tip. If you're going to be doing it, you got to partner with the right people. You yeah. know, I happen to know this uh, realtor. In southern Indiana, most of my entire life, really my entire life, and uh, the other guy, um, Jason, uh, who's the, technically the builder, I even played in a band with him, you yeah. know, before. Like so, but these guys are know. as proven as they come. Yeah. They are the experts in, in that 
you know, part of town. I, I told them when we first were meeting with them, I said, you don't need us. And the truth is we don't need them. They don't need us. What a great partnership when neither really oh, yeah, need we're each help, other. We're helping facilitate, you know, some of the, yeah. uh, the back end stuff and some of the planning stuff, sure. but you know, Rob's been in with the, with the city and, you know, Jason knows building inside now grew up in the flooring business and then became a large, uh, you know, builder, um, so this, you know, these really are commercial gotta, deals you're saying that that you can start looking at commercial projects, whether right. you develop Anybody them, can do it, or you just, buy them. There's a there's a lot of risk, and you've got to be surrounded by the right people. You know, talking about builders, you get into development. I mean, a builder can be a license to steal your money, and good luck getting it. So you've got to really know, you know, who who you're who you're dealing with. You know, a guy that uh, that we have built a lot of our stuff up here. I've been in Bible study with him for crying out loud yeah. for 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 a, for a decade, and shout out to him. He had a bad accident, uh, you know, last week. Rick Beavers, our our, yeah. our dear friend, and he's at home um, recovering from surgery after a bad accident. But I, you've got to surround yourself yeah. with the right people. I, yeah. I would more suggest that this kind of person isn't looking to get into develop that become a developer. They're more um, looking for a commercial property. So you could go to developers and find a commercial property right. that's available. In fact, we had an apartment building in, in uh, southern Indiana that we loved. It was our it was a forever hold. We were going to hold it forever. And one of our clients had a 1031 exchange that he needed filled, and so we sold it to him. He's one of our best clients. So, I you love know, him dearly. Yeah, and, and we really guy. care about him personally. So when he comes knocking and says, yeah, I'd like that, you kind of have to. Well, he's a great example for this. For this. I mean, he – is uh, he's he's you know a little older, um, you know got a lot of money, right? And you know his money came from being a conservative real estate investor for many many years, and now he can walk into a room and buy out everybody ten times over, and you look at him, never and know you it, never know it. And those are the people that you know that Scotty and I applaud. You know we're not big into the into the flash, and you know. Getting to hang out with, um, you know, with Myra and this guy we're talking about. I mean, he's such a good, humble man, and you know the, what he's created for generations of his family is just such an amazing. Such he an built amazing it doing story. what we said story. today. Mm-hmm. He's he built that whole thing. We're not saying we taught it to him. He came way before us. He was investing conservatively way before us. He would buy a house. He would get it up and going and cash flowing. And he would sit on it, he would pay it down, and he would let it appreciate. He would make sure the mortgage got paid down. He would take good care of it. These were good properties. And before you know it, he had so many of them that he then moved on to owning Arby's and FedEx sorting facilities. And before you know it, it Yeah, FedEx is one of his tenants. You know, (laughs) you do the math on that. (laughs) FedEx is one of his tenants. And he started just (laughs) like this. And like I said, he's so humble. You know, it's amazing what good decisions like, like this particular client you know, did what, what, how you end up, you know, it's, uh, he's such an inspiration. We should have him on the show sometime. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that later, but, um, but yeah, that's kind yeah. of, uh, I, I hope that covers it for everyone. I know this doesn't cover every single situation, but hopefully, you know, it kind of encompasses each general area that you can pull from depending on where you are and maybe give you a better idea of how you can get from A to Z. And uh, if you have questions on this stuff, we're always. What if available. I wanted to? What if I wanted to start with nothing and be a millionaire in sixty days? What would you say? I would say you um, are in the wrong room. Kiss my butt. <laughs> See you later. Don't watch this show. In fact, Correct. I don't have any interest in even talking to you. Goodbye. <laughs>
And that's that's the that's the issue that Scotty and I deal with. I know it's not the most sexy thing in the world, but you know what? It's been very great for us. You know, we've been very conservative in what we do. We've seen the fruits of our labor, and it's real. And it doesn't have to be that difficult. This is not get rich quick stuff. This is get rich for sure stuff. It just takes time. I like that. You want to you just, you just trademark gotta, it? You just trademark it. Get rich quick stuff. It's get rich for sure stuff. Wow, man. Yeah. Get up our attorney. Yeah. Get the intellectual. I'm a guru going now. On that you are. I'm a guru. I'm going on on tour. Get our money gun out and start <laughs> firing it up in the air. Well, anyhow, well that's our show for today. We thank you for watching the Homeboys podcast. We love doing this. Continue to watch us. Be conservative in all you do, and be careful. Make sure you're aligned with the right people. Till next time, happy investing.